0: Hi everyone! Welcome to the Liberal Arts Endeavor, a podcast by Michigan State University's College of Arts and Letters. Here, we're dedicated to driving a continued conversation about the importance of public presence in an online space. If you're a returning listener, welcome back! This season we're refocusing on the value of humanist perspective in the digital age and slowing down a bit to foster a culture of care and listening. On each new episode, we follow Chris Long, Dean of the College of Arts and Letters, as he takes us somewhere new to meet Arts and Letters students and faculty where they work. Today's episode features Class of 2020 graduate Dante Smith. Dante is a digital media intern in the Cal office and studied film studies here at MSU. In alignment with social distancing and shelter-in-place regulations in Michigan in response to COVID-19, he met with Dean Long over Zoom to talk about how he cultivates his online presence. Here are Dean Long and Dante.
1: All right. Hey, Dante, welcome to the Liberal Arts Endeavor. It's great to see you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. We're... We're we're. Um practicing social distancing so we're recording here on zoom and uh, the first question I have for you is where are you I can see hovering somewhere over Europe at the moment
2: uh, yes yeah, so right now I'm out of space um, you can change that if you're having a meeting in zoom you can be uh, on a beach you can be you can be in Linton if you if you please even though we're not supposed to um, but yeah that's just something you know a little cheeky in the system that I like to play around with uh, in classes and whatnot. Uh, other students have caught on but um yeah we're just in my room um you know with the my posters my dog and his treats um, <laughs> yeah this is where i've been spending my quarantine um getting work done i still got homework um to do for my online classes my classes that were in person but are now online um i still got homework to do for those so i've been getting a lot of that stuff done um, thinking about post-graduation stuff still, obviously, um, a lot of things haven't changed. They've just gotten a little bit more difficult, um, but, you know, we push through, we get things done.
1: Absolutely. T- tell, me, tell me a little bit about your dog. What, what's, uh, what's your dog's name?
2: Yeah, my dog's name is Sparky. Um, sometimes he responds to us, sometimes he doesn't. Um, he's a Siberian Husky. Uh, I got him last August um, from a rescue. He was only a puppy Um, four months or a little bit younger, I think. Um, He's got a ton of energy, Um, so we go on walks uh, almost every day. Uh, Admittedly, we do miss a couple days here and there, but uh, I have a bike attachment because he loves running. He's a husky, Um, so we run on the bike maybe two to three times a week, and he gets really good he can run about four or five miles without slowing down which is pretty impressive um so that's, that's awesome that's did, did you nice. have old
1: dogs dogs growing up
2: yeah um we had all kinds of dogs uh the first dog we had was a pit bull we had him for about five years uh and then we moved well me and my little brother moved in with my grandpa um and he had an older uh what was she her name was scamper. She was an older dog. Um, and she was like 90% blind, which was rough because she was old and my grandpa loved her. So he didn't really want to put her down. Mm. So it, yeah, it was a rough spot, but she was a lovely dog. She could get around the house cause she was old and she knew where everything was. Um, but she could tell, like, if we moved like furniture one day that she'd be thrown off a little bit cause she can't really, you know, um, but she was the sweetest dog. Um, and then once I got to college, um, it, it was tough. Uh, it, I didn't get Sparky until my third year. I had to know that I could like, you know, take on the responsibility. Um, but my third year was kind of rough. Um, and it was basically, uh, I sat down with my mom, um, and I sat down, uh, with my mental therapist, um, you know, mental health awareness is a, a big thing, uh, where I come from. So, I sat down with my therapist, and he thought a emotional support animal would be a good idea. Um, so we researched it for a few months, and then Sparky happened. Um, and it's it's been really really good since. Um, he keeps me on a schedule. He um, he keeps me up and energized and and uh, and happy. You know, so yeah. I can't get well, I was gonna. There
1: we go. I was gonna say. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's see if I can see. Show you, uh, Darcy. Well, there. Uh, hold on a second. I'm gonna show you, Darcy. Hi, Darcy. Can you see her? There's Hi, Darcy. Here. Oh, wow. Hey, Darcy. Come here. Look like at that tail. Yeah. Hey, Darcy. Darcy, come. Look at oh, tail? Now, she's uh She's a. She is a uh, Sheltie, and she's very impressed with anybody who's outside. So she's got a guard to make sure. <laughs> Nobody. Well, she actually, you know, she just makes everybody's business hers. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely, I can definitely relate.
2: Um, yeah, dogs are are amazing. Um, everybody I know that
1: has a dog is ten times happier than somebody that doesn't. Well, you know, one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about, um, during this really intense period of uncertainty and uh, where, where we're all kind of wondering what's, the, you know, what this. Uh, social distancing and the virus gonna bring to us next is you know I've just been uh, just enjoying my my moments with the dog and and finding that I you know one of the things she does is when you start petting her and she kind of gets into it she kind of start backing into your body and just like (laughs) totally get into it you know and I just am just um, amazed at how react relaxing that is for me it's just calming you know so yeah, I can completely definitely. understand why um, that would be a value to you was it was there something specifically moving into the third year of your experience that was was causing you some anxiety
2: um it was you know just pretty much everything honestly um my journey through college wasn't like the easiest um, I broke my ankle my first semester here um, and i had took a long time to recover from that grade wise and like socially, um, I had to put a lot of different things on pause, um, my first year in college, you know, um, so it was tough just sorting through a lot of different things. Um, sorry, I didn't know it was still playing. Um, so yeah, uh, after the first year, the second year, uh, I changed my major. Uh, I came in as a it's weird I was civil engineering uh for a semester and then I switched to human bio for another semester and then I finally switched to film after a whole year of like just figuring it out um and then once I switched to film it was kind of like um a mix of like uh I really liked film right at the beginning but then it was also like I couldn't change my major anymore. <laughs> um, so locked it in. I yeah, it stuck in. with it. But yeah. um it's not like I regret it or anything. Um I loved it from the start. Uh, Professor Yumi Be is so encouraging from the very, very beginning, um, intro. Um, but yeah, that, that third year it was a lot weighing down. I knew I had like tests and internships and things I had to start, you know, sorting through and getting getting in line. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a long decision. Um, now that I think about it, there was one event, one traumatic event that actually had quite a bit of significant effect. Hey, Sparky. What's wrong? Um, yeah, it was like, a, do you know what Noel Night is? It's a annual thing, um, downtown Detroit, and they, it's around Christmas time, and they open up all the museums and the, the. Institute of Arts, and the, they have free shows at the the what is it? The Detroit Symphony Orchestra, where they play. Mm-hmm. They have like free shows. It's all one night. Um, and normally, so I went there uh, my second year of college with a friend. And normally, they're like, uh, it's normally a good event. Maybe five thousand people. Just about. Um, but this year it seemed well the year that we went, it seemed a little weird. Uh there were a lot of people. Uh when we got there and we got there early, there were at least ten K, no joke, uh wow. people. We had to park like two miles away and walk to like the events. Um, but yeah, it, it took a turn uh about an hour in and there was like some shooting or something. So there really? were police everywhere, there were people running and like yeah, it, it was it was it was weird. Um, And uh, I have a military background. um, So my specific situation, when it first happened, um, I was with my friend and I looked to like my right and there was like a wave of like 20 or 30 people just running directly towards me. And I kind of just froze. Like I didn't know what to do right Mm. um and I talked to my therapist about like why that might have happened but it was to the point where like my friend that I was with she had to like just like physically snap me like come on dude like we gotta go like she's tugging my arm and 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 whatnot uh but it it was wild it was I thought about it for a long time after that um before I even like thought about talking to somebody about it Mm. um you know just because anything could happen um luckily I don't think anybody got hurt i don't even think anybody was um injured uh there were like rounds fired but i don't think anyone was injured um but we ended up being like really really close to it and it was something i thought about for a while like why you know me and my friend at that time uh, if we would have showed up five minutes later or five minutes earlier we would have been far away from it but mm-hmm. we, were, we were literally like where it happened it was inside the building that we were in a line to get into wow this is weird um but that's college you know my parents told me like i'm gonna experience some crazy things and that has not failed to be true so far so
1: so are you in that capstone uh film class with jeff ray this uh semester no, I'm not, okay. unfortunately.
2: Um, the capstone is for the fiction filmmaking yeah. minor. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to pick it up um, because it was it was like that weird transition. I didn't really know about the minor, and it was like right after my first year in the major. Um, and then once I knew about the minor, it was like, well, it's really a two-year thing, and then you really, really only got one year left, so it's not really worth it. Um, right. But yeah, I, I did take... Um, Pete uh Pete Johnston's cinematography class last semester. Yeah. Um and we got to work a little bit with uh Jeff Ray's directing class. Um some awesome students in there too. The Jeff Ray is awesome, uh oh and actually I was in his um the film collective class, uh this semester actually. huh um, Normally, you know, you take that early, but um, you know, I took it my last semester for whatever reason. It wasn't bad. We watched some good films, had some good discussions um it kind of sucks now because uh we can't meet up and and watch the movies the same way we did before um, yeah and have the same discussions but uh he gave us the list uh to the rest of the films i think we can find them on media space yeah um um, and then he just asked us to do like a close reading of one of the one of the films and write like four to five hundred words something simple because film collective really is like an attendance class so he was like i understand like some people really only took it for
1: the credit so i won't make it like extremely hard but right right did um did you have so you one of the things i saw on on your instagram page was uh a little short film that you were involved with it with yeah, yeah, just yeah, recently yeah, like acting in yeah yeah <laughs> like so tell me a little bit in. about that because, yeah. you know speaking about kind of we, we've had some conversations about your online presence particularly the very creative way you are using instagram so
2: yeah so um yeah that project in particular uh is for pete's um intro to digital media class uh, again that's one of the classes that you kind of take when you're like a freshman or a sophomore but um you know a had a weird schedule. Um but yeah it was it was a simple project. The 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 criteria is really simple. I think it was really two characters, two minutes, um and it had to be a story. You had to tell some sort of story. Um so my group was uh Parker Eisen who was the other person in the video. Uh we had yasinia and Cole. Um Cole ended up being the sound um, and Yesenia ended up being a camera op. Um, but we all worked really close together to, you know, find the right angles and the, the, uh, the right sound uh, profiles and what mics to use and, um, and everything like that. Uh, it was fun. we actually ended up filming it the day that classes got canceled. Um, wow. We had already scheduled to shoot it that day. Um, and then they got canceled at, like, 11. And then we shot it at, like, 7 that night um so we we all messaged each other like do you guys kind of like still want to do this and then we were like i mean sure we were basically all still in class this morning so it doesn't make too much of a difference but uh so we got it done uh it was fun it was about maybe two to three hours um about an hour of film time for a minute of screen time is normally what i try to shoot for um when i'm kind of like producing a project or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's kind of what we shot for. Uh, we had a shot list. We made a script beforehand. So all the lines and everything were pre-scripted. Um, I was talking with, uh, my colleague Daniel Trago about this before the call. Um, it's really just like a good practice. And Pete actually had us do this beforehand. Um, it's a good practice to have like a complete plan before you start anything. Uh, so that means, uh, you map out time to not only film and, and shoot your project, but you map out time to edit it um, so there aren't any, like, okay, here's a week for you to edit this project. No, it, it's kind of got to be more like um, like Tuesday night, you edit it for this many hours. Thursday night, you edit it for this many hours. Uh, that way, is it's more solidified. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and It's better to work that way. You get all those deadlines ahead of time, um, and then you're not winging anything and wasting extra time. Um, so that's how we worked. Uh, we had the script and everything. Uh, we actually had a a period where we, um, we presented the script to the entire class, um, and got some feedback on it and we got some good ideas about like the Mayo. Um, so the story is like these two roommates, uh, one guy comes home from an exam and the other guy is making a sandwich. Um, he uses his last piece of bread. Um, but it, it's okay because they can split it. With their roommates, so they're they're friendly towards each other. But then the one roommate sees that he's using mayo, and it like triggers him. Um, so yeah, there's a there's a epic battle um, after that they, that ensues over the mayo sandwich. Um, that ends up. Or, or, or results in uh, a piece of bread with mayo on it on the floor that our protagonist picks up and, and takes a chomp out of, which is the, the crux of the joke.
1: Um, yes.
2: And I noticed
1: that you took one for the, for the <laughs> team on that one. I did, with the, with I did. The...
2: But there is some movie magic, uh, some video magic uh, used there. And some of our classmates in the comments um, on the media space video uh, had some questions about you know how we pulled that off. But, um, yeah, we didn't, you didn't actually eat the bread off the floor. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Uh, we, we used, um, like the camera angle and the motion where we panned up to kind of just, as soon as I like grabbed it almost a centimeter off the ground and just immediately brought it up, it kind of just looked like I just picked it up off the ground. Um, and then what we did was the mayo that was on the bread. We kind of just sprinkled some oregano on it to make it look like dirt or something. <laughs> um, and it's like you don't really see like the dirt right away, but if you look closely, you can see that the, the bread's dirty because it was on the floor. Um, right, and he still eats it. So that's um, great. But yeah, it was it was a project for class. Um, I think it came out really well. Um, Sparky, buddy, you're gonna go downstairs. You wanna go downstairs? I don't know what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm. So are you
2: at are, are you at home now or where are you? No, I'm at um my apartment slash townhome um in East Lansing. Mm-hmm. Um me and my roommates all stayed up here. It's kinda like uh it, it's it's a a double edged thing, right? Uh so partially because we pay rent still um, so it kind of just makes sense for us to be here if we're still paying for it Um, but also where we're all from Detroit um, is actually like a center where like a lot of people are getting infected Um, so it doesn't really make sense for us to go home right now Um, and our parents actually agree uh, with us and our choice to just stay up here Um, a lot of people are, are going back home but
1: are are you all um you know doing good social distancing practices go out and stuff obviously you the you're you're living together so you have yeah you're in it together now yeah
2: yeah and last week one of our roommates actually got tested uh or he got his test results back and they were negative um so so there's positive positivity and um and uh optimism for for our household but um yeah, we go out uh, very, very rarely. Um, we probably go out twice a week uh, for food. Uh, we went out last week and, see, buddy, you're going to knock something over, dude. Uh, we went out last week to the MSU uh, Student Food Bank, uh, which is actually a really good resource if some of the students out there uh, don't know about it. Um, and they provided us with a lot of like really good you know food snacks even um you know potato chips full dishes and things like that um and then we also went to Meyer, um on that same day um mm-hmm. but just like like you said practicing social distancing, distancing um staying six feet away not really trying not to touch things and then put them back um you know and then uh making sure we get a cart that's like wiped down wiping stuff mm-hmm. down ourselves and, and whatnot keeping uh, hand sanitizer and things uh, we don't wear masks or gloves I think that we should
1: start um, yeah yeah we mile. did yesterday we started doing that yesterday we went to myers and uh yeah. and Whole Foods and we, we had masks yeah, yeah first I time recommend Yeah, that,
2: recommended that to us um but yeah when when we go for walks and, and rides with the dog um we really just enjoy the fresh air and um normally I'll, I'll let them uh indulge in a couple dogs per walk but now it's just been you know just you know let's take our route buddy and get back home. Um mm-hmm. he doesn't mind it but you know I can I know it's been a little different for him but we gotta we gotta make changes, you know.
1: Yeah. How how about um family and friends back in Detroit. Are you are you keeping in touch with them? How are they doing? Yeah.
2: Um I talk to them maybe once every other day or so. Um just to make sure they're sane and whatnot, they're they're all staying home. Um, my mom has my little brother, who actually um, was here. He lived, he was in Hubbard Hall, um, but he moved back home. Um, so he goes out whenever they need food and things like that, and um, he buys it for them. So she doesn't, you know, directly risk herself. Even though he can still like bring it back or whatever, but. Um, he, he's he's the one like handling like chores and, and things like that so uh, it's been a relief on her she can like take a break and relax a little bit but everybody's really relaxing
1: because you can't
2: really go out anywhere and do anything
1: yeah if it's possible to relax in this kind of extreme stressful situation you know yeah, it is things. stressful
2: yeah i think yeah. um you do need to try to find the time though to you know relax um, i've been recommending to my friends like meditate for sure you know if you got of course you got extra time like everybody's got extra time right now you know take five ten minutes clear your mind don't think about anything um you know and just get get in a positive headspace because there's a lot of negativity right now a lot
1: yeah has that been part of your uh practice meditation do you do a specific kind of meditation or use an app or no i don't
2: use any kind of apps um i've been meditating on and off for years but recently uh for sure because of you know school and things like that, especially with coronavirus, um, it's kind of been like an everyday thing. Um, just as soon as I wake up, because um, that's normally when it hits me, uh, like I begin my day and I realize like how many different things I have to do mm-hmm. in that day. Um, I try to take like ten fifteen minutes and just completely clear. Um, so I want I won't play music. Um, I won't do like any lights unless it's like sunlight, um, and then you know, if I can do it outside, I will. Um, but sometimes it's cold. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's just like, uh, I I know different people do it different ways. Um, but yeah, I basically just breathe, um, try to focus on my breath, um, and just clear everything out of my mind. Like try to make my mind a blank canvas, um, or as close to blank as possible and then like hold it, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, I've been doing, um, Pretty, you know, regular meditating in the mornings as well, and just finding that it's um, really helpful to remind yourself to be present and to and to not get ahead of yourself with respect to all the things that are just, you know, you're right. As soon as you wake up, it's kind of you you, you become again conscious. Oh, okay. There's yeah. This is this this virus is still unfolding in ways we don't understand, and um, we need to be mindful of. So as as
2: a as a staff member though, um, how's the, the change? And, and, and somebody that's like you know on um on a different platform than a professor, you know, like professors are are going through it right now. I can yeah. imagine and and trying to change their whole curriculum over to online. Um, how is it as a dean, you know, um, adjusting to you know, having your meetings online or whatever, yeah, the case may be. Well, it's
1: it's it's uh, really been a kind of intense period. I've been very really proud of how the staff and I mean the faculty have been unbelievable with regard to turning their uh, classes from face to face to remote learning so quickly. And um, obviously, that's not the uh, it's, it's certainly not the easiest thing to do. And it's and it's been they've undertaken it with such creativity in many cases and just you know a kind of uh, can-do attitude about it that's just been heartening to see and then the challenge you know in my context is to make sure that we're uh, present to the staff you know just staff the students the faculty just all the various different um, members of our college community and our alums, thinking about the parents of students. So trying to be as present to each of those groups as, as possible, recognizing that you know all this has to be done in this kind of um, virtual environment. And I've been finding on the one hand that we actually are more connected in, in many ways because of, you know, we've adopted a kind of daily check-in meeting and where yes. the information yes. is flowing in a much more dynamic way than it, than it has in the past. And I've been also struck by the fact that because the college has uh, adopted was sort of, we pr- we've been, we, uh, we pride ourselves on being early adopters for new technologies like Teams, yeah. like,
0: yeah. you know,
1: Zoom and other things. And we, so that's really helped us move move effectively. But things like the Zoom infrastructure are already there, you know. Yeah, exactly.
2: To set up. You know, Zoom with the university was already there. Yeah.
1: It was already there. And then we because we use Teams, which is kind of like a, a version of Slack, it's the Microsoft yeah. version of Slack, we, we, we've we already had Teams set up. We, we're now using different, the call features, the video call features to try and take some of the bandwidth pressure off of Zoom as well. And, yeah. and that's all protected with respect to some of the other aspects that have been problematic for Zoom. But um, I think most important from my perspective is just to keep, focused on those core values of of the college, and you know we've we've identified equity, openness, and community as as core values, and uh, the academic mission of um, teaching students. I mean, it's really been important to adjust expectations uh, around health and safety first, mm-hmm. and remind people that you know that's the the condition for the possibility of everything else you have to be safe and you have to be healthy. Yeah. And so we have to be modeling these good behaviors of social distancing and, or physical distancing, however you want to call it. And, and then work on trying to give the students the best learning experience that we can in really what's an impossible kind of situation. Yeah. So yeah, you know we've been focusing on that and i've been just that's why the meditation the mindfulness practice i've talked before on the podcast about my writing practice my sort of journaling practice and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. so important just to keeping me focused on okay let's make sure we're we're being responsive generous flexible mindful of you know just the 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 different sets of situations people are finding themselves and we have staff members and faculty members who are taking care of young kids. Exactly. We have some taking care of parents. Yeah. We have others who are living alone who have a whole nother, other set of you know struggles with isolation and things. So yeah, I'm grateful to be able to talk to you and see how, you know, your experience has been. What are you, what are you, how are you feeling with, you know, I know graduation has been postponed and yeah. and you know, as you think about moving into the next phase of your life, how are you, how are you feeling? Yeah. um, I mean, I think it's
2: uh, as stressful as uh, any other transition. Um, You know, I can imagine or or I can remember um, leaving high school. um, And for me, it was going to basic training uh, and then coming back from basic training and then going to college. Uh, so there were some really rapid transitions, but I was I was nervous for everyone, um, and, and that that same feeling starts to creep in. Um, but as you said before, it has a completely different dynamic to it now with you know the the situation that we're all in. Um, like you mentioned, graduation being postponed, um, it's a bit disappointing. You know, it's just you got to be realistic. You know. I, I'm not going to be able to do much about it. Um, no matter how upset I am or how disappointed I am, uh, my parents were really stoked for it. But no matter how upset they're going to be, like you said, health and safety is first, you know. So uh, we can't, we just can't have a, a graduation where hundreds, maybe thousands of people are going to be um, in one place. So uh, it sucks, but you got to roll with the punches. Um, Honestly, when I did basic training, um, I did in South Carolina in 2015, uh, in the August of that year, South Carolina got hit with a tropical storm. Uh, Mm -hmm. it was the last week of my training. Uh, so what that meant was they had to cancel the graduation for my, my basic training, which is, which is a huge thing. Um, so, you know, kids are crying, you know, their parents can't come. Some of them had already bought plane tickets and things like that, which really, really sucked, had hotels and things. They got uh refunded, luckily. But, um, yeah, it was like, for me, it was like, you know, there's not much we can do about it. Got to roll with it. It's the reality now. Um, I'm waiting to see what's next, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see when we're going to get off the lockdown, you know. That's, that's my main priority. Um, and then, you know if I'm going to have a degree by then, then I need to find a job. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So what uh, what are your,
1: what are you thinking in, in, in regards to that with, with to career? Yeah,
2: It's really tough um, because what I wanted,
1: my ideal plan, Sparky, you have to get out of the window, buddy. You Mm -hmm. can't be in the window. Darcy's guarding the window window here now too. I don't know what's going on. He's like, maybe there is something with the outside Mm -hmm. right now. Um, But, yeah, my my
2: original plan, um, and I think I I will still try my hardest to go through with this, um, was to apply to film schools this December um, and then look to start film school next fall, Mm -hmm. uh, which would effectively give me a year off of school, which I think would be beneficial for me. Um, I don't think jumping right into another set of... um, Classes or curriculum would be good for me, whether it's uh, an associate's degree, a film degree, or if I decide to pursue grad school and something. Um, I don't think I should do it right away. Um, just because mentally I've, I've been in school for I don't know how many years. Um, and I look at my friends who are, you know, doctors getting ready to go to med school, and I'm just like, you guys are brave, you know. <laughs> eight more years of this guaranteed right now. Buddy. Stop it. Um -hmm. but yeah where was I going? Um job, 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 job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's film school.
2: Film school. Yeah. So uh in the year uh between now and then uh I was just gonna look for a job, a simple job, um try to save some money um as best as I can. And get prepared for that um, right now it's it's kind of hard to look for that like intermediate or, or that uh, intermediate job in, in the middle of applying for film school um, just because I can't do it in person anymore uh, my original plan I was gonna you know coordinate with a couple different people in the college and see if there was some position that I could maybe fill there um, I was in talks with Dan about maybe a summer position. Uh, but the position I currently hold is for a student. Uh, so since I'm graduating, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to be able to hold on to this position um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: after I graduate. Um, but, yeah, there there may still be um, some positions in Marcom or something I might be able to to help out with. So um, I can definitely still shoot some emails out to to Ryan Kilcoin and um, a couple different people. Um, but if not with the university, there are a couple different uh, places locally. Uh, that i would mine you know working at um. well
1: you've got such great skills from um the work that you've done here and also from from the film studies program i mean you've got some yeah. really good uh, skills that people need right now and i think more more so now than ever with regard to the virtual world that we're, we're currently living in so Most i definitely. think some of the you know that's a really important component of your background that'll be that'll I be good and
2: I think too. Um, MSU focuses so much on um, its alumni network. Um, I think I'm going to utilize that a bit uh, more. Uh, I've been to a couple career fairs and I have some connections with um, a couple different uh, arts and letters graduates and and people who have gone to the next level. Um, so maybe tapping in with a couple of those resources and just dipping my feet in the water and, and seeing what's out there. Um, yeah, it, it'll be exciting like i said i'm, I'm kind of nervous but you know that's life
1: well yeah i mean and you've got a lot of good experience with your experience in basic training and the and then the transition here to msu that uh, equips you well to navigate these these changes but i would say that this is an added dimension that no one, I mean, your your whole class is is dealing with, and and yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's sort of unprecedented with respect to kind of the the scope and scale of this, and and not knowing exactly what will happen when um, we hopefully are able to be um, to go out and more regularly go to restaurants and stuff, and how quickly yeah. the economy can kind of spin itself That'll back a, up. A weird time. Maybe. Yeah, I think we're all going to be kind of still in this space of okay, is it okay to kind yeah. of Interact in the old ways. So we'll yeah. probably have some, a lot of uh, transition of more social distancing. Maybe we'll be out, but we'll have to be attentive to the distancing. I mean, how's your experience been out there with respect to kind of how other people are around you as you interact?
2: Yeah. Um, we actually noted this, me and my roommates, uh, we went to Meyer last time. Some people don't, and it's almost obvious that some people don't care as much as other people do. Um, when we're walking around um like you know they're just not looking where they're walking you know like you know you're tr- you're trying to actively stay you know a safe distance away from people um and people are just going people are you know you're in line somebody just you know walks right past you and they're literally like right here and mm-hmm. you know you try not to be disrespectful and you know like physically right. you know show your displeasure but it's it's hard cuz it's like I don't want to be a hypochondriac, but you can literally get it from anywhere. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, I I just try to stay safe. Um, and and like I said, it's obvious that some people aren't taking it as serious as as others are. Um, like I said too, our room, me and my roommates are going to start wearing masks and and gloves when we go out now. So just taking that, that, that next step, that extra level. Um, I mean, I think like, Myers, definitely less, way less crowded than yeah. it, it normally is. So I can say, you know, at least on the surface, it looks like people are, you know, taking a break from shopping every single day. You know, yeah. that means they got to go and get two weeks worth of stuff in one trip, then so be it, instead of their usual three trips a week. That's um, right, yeah. But at least it looks that way, um, you know, and, and I like to see that a lot of like local food restaurants and, and things like that are doing free delivery now, um, which is super helpful. It, it's, it's like uh, an extra incentive to, to stay in. Um, yeah. Cause people find the smallest
1: excuse to go outside. you know that's what I realized. Um, yeah. It's not bad. I mean, you have a good excuse. Cause Sparky, you guys make, you're to do definitely. a good dog walk and, and, that's legitimate. and That's a good excuse. But, <laughs> exactly. You know, if um, I'm going to
2: Meijer just to buy one bag of chips, then I don't think I should have left the
1: house. <laughs> right, exactly. And, you know, it's been interesting to try and find new strategies for – you know, being at a safe distance, but also trying to figure out how to be friendly and be, you know, yeah, trying yeah, to send yeah. out a positive um, energy, especially now when, you know, you have a mask on, it, you, you don't have a whole, a whole lot of ways of communicating other than with your eyes and, and your hands, you, really yeah, hands. yeah, yeah signal hey, you or know. Something. Yeah. right, yeah, I, there's I a think, level um, of anxiety,
2: one thing that I noticed, um, and I think it's, uh, universal across uh, a few of my classes this semester, um, is that even through zoom, the, the discussions in class, um, they're a bit different. They, they feel different. Um, even when, you know, the teacher makes us turn our cameras on and, you know, like we're looking at each other, it, it feels different, you know, that, that. there's something about, you know, being in person and and talking something through with another person or trying to talk through your ideas in person. Uh, and it, it doesn't feel like that, especially when, um, you know, I'm in a 400 level, um, seminar on like Italian American cinema. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's hard to talk about these, um, theories and ideologies, um, over zoom when like you know half of the the class can't hear every other word i'm saying you know and and then the teachers you know just being polite and she can really only hear half of what i'm saying because we're talking online um you know not every situation's that bad but um it, it it's different it, it definitely feels different when we're in our little they they do these breakout rooms you know a breakout room is mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um it feels weird because it's not like a class where, you know, you're in your little group of three in the, the back corner of the room and you can still see everybody else. No, you're in this little isolated, you know, chat, you know, and right. it feels like an interrogation. <laughs> it, it's weird. It's, it's weird. Um, you know, and I can tell it's different for different people. You know, some people, they're on Zoom and they just don't care. They're on their phone the entire time, you know, and, and that's what class is to them now. It's right. just what it is um and then some people you know it, it, it's different for some people some people don't have a cam ever some people you know their internet isn't fast enough or their computer can't support it or something like that um, right so there are a lot of challenges and it, it, it's been very different
1: uh yeah i think everybody's trying to manage everybody is trying and i mean i think the um there, there are the all these limitations and then there are a couple of uh stories i've heard about uh from faculty who've actually said oh you know the fact that we have this now online and i'm just another screen within a grid yeah. of screens yeah. more people are kind of engaged that the authority of the of the professor is is uh, diminished a little bit and that's nice. actually opened up some conversations and some positive ways. Right. Is that a bad thing or a good thing? Right. I mean, to me it's that's that is a good thing. The things you're talking about are bad that, you know, where people are not, you know, paying attention or they're just the 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 conversation isn't as dynamic. Those are things we have challenges with. But I I, I think we're, you know, we're learning a lot about what works and what doesn't work. And um, I I also have repeatedly said how how much we're going to appreciate, you know, when we are together, how valuable that is how that you know you know face-to-face real physical proximity is meaningful and we need to value that as well and we take it for granted when but we see how much how important it is to us when we're not able to do it now yeah i think something interesting to think about um
2: now is like you know something like this where it's forcing us all to the internet what if like something tragic happened with like the internet system or you know something like that god forbid uh but you know what if the internet just went down we'd be kind of out of luck at that point you know we really wouldn't know how to operate um so yeah like you're saying we need to appreciate uh in person interactions Uh, and when when we can you know go back out in the public we need to um take advantage of every yes. moment that we have um, exactly. with each other and appreciate yep. it
1: well i'm looking forward to a chance to uh see you again in person and I congr- congratulate you on uh on on graduating and uh, see you around linton hall and i'm really uh, grateful for you all the work that you've done on the liberal arts endeavor uh, podcast and, and it's been a pleasure for, uh, most definitely thanks for joining me on the liberal arts endeavor no problem thanks again for having me
0: A big thank you to everyone involved with this podcast, including our technical producer, Dan Trago, our marketing director and producer, Ryan Kilcoyne, and our interns, Dante Smith and Anya Delan. You can access every episode of the Liberal Arts Endeavor podcast online at cal.msu.edu forward slash about forward slash podcasts. The opinions expressed on this program do not reflect official entities of Michigan State University. See you next time on Liberal Arts Endeavor.